listening to the audio-only version of American RVer. To see the video podcast, go to AmericanRVer.com and click on the video link for the show on the homepage. Welcome to this American RVer show. We have a different show for you this time. Many of you know we work for Truck System Technologies, the tire pressure monitoring people. We have had their system on our coach and car for about nine years now. We believe in the system, and I just produced an instructional video for the 507 system. If you have thought about a TPMS or have our 507 system, this video is very informative, and you get an exclusive first look at it. First, let's identify the 507 system. The monitor is actually rectangular, like this. Um, it also has five buttons across the top, code, mode, minus, plus, and set. If that is what your monitor looks like, then you do have the 507 system. And if you have um, a sensor that looks like this sensor, this is actually the flow-through, the 507 flow-through sensor. Um, this sensor, when you put it on your valve stem, you can actually air up your tire through the sensor. This is called a 507 flow-through. We also have a 507 cap sensor, which looks like this. Um, the 507 cap sensor screws onto the valve stem as well, but in order to air up your tire, you have to unscrew it from the valve stem, and then air up your tire, and then put it back on again. So those are the two 507 sensors that we're going to be talking about today. When you get your 507 kit, there's a variety of items that come with it. One is a dash mount. This actually affixes to the dash where you can put your monitor in it and the monitor will easily slip in and out. We give you the two-sided tape that'll actually affix this to the dash. We also have a suction cup mount for the monitor as well. The monitor sits on the end of that, so you can use that on a window or on your dash. We have two forms of power. One is a hardwire kit with an inline fuse. The hardwire kit can be wired into your ignition, so when you turn the ignition on, the monitor will come on. We also have the typical cigarette lighter type um, charger, and that will plug into the side of the monitor to charge the battery, which is a lithium ion battery in the monitor. Also, uh, which comes with the uh, 507 flow through kit, are caps to cap off the sensor because they are flow throughs. We also give you in that particular kit, the flow-through kit, O-rings and a variety of screws and also a couple of Allen wrenches because there are little screws that screw onto the valve stem that hold the sensor in place, kind of an anti-theft device. Um, with the cap system for the 507, we give, you this, we give you two of these, two of these tools that actually hold the sensor and you put this onto the sensor just like this and then you screw the sensor on. And this has an anti-theft device as well, which is the outer case, which spins around. So once it's tight on the valve stem, someone can't come along and take it off. Now we're gonna talk about coating the sensors into the monitor. First of all, you wanna turn your monitor on and you'll notice that there is on the right-hand corner a 
battery indicator. You want to make sure that you have this charged. When you get it out of the box, it should be charged, but you should put it on a charger for a little while just to be sure there's enough battery power in the monitor itself. So what we're going to do is we're going to code two sensors. If you do have a 507 system, then um, you can get it in the cap or the flow through as we had mentioned. Now, these will work in conjunction with each other. Uh, you could have the cap on your car if you have a towed vehicle that you're towing. Uh, you could have the flow through on your motorhome, let's say, and both will be read on the same monitor. Okay, so keep that in mind. Uh, the 507s will work with the same monitor. So on the top of the monitor, as I mentioned before, there's five buttons, code mode, minus plus, and set. In order to get into the coding mode, we're gonna hold the code button down until it beeps. And then we release it. Now, the first thing you'll see is the front tire will be blinking on the monitor. And what we're gonna do is we're gonna code each of these, uh, the flow through and the cap sensor. And the first one we'll use as a cap sensor, we're gonna code it to that front tire, uh, the steer tire on the passenger side, which would be the right side. All you do is just quickly push and release the same code button you just pushed down, and you'll hear a beep. You will now see a six-digit code on your screen. That code is unique to the sensor that I just coded into it. Each sensor has a different six-digit code so that the monitor can recognize it. Okay, so that one is done. Now we'll move on to the second tire we're gonna code, which in this case is going to be on the left side. It's gonna be the driver's side on the front steer tire. So we're gonna take our flow-through sensor and we're gonna just put it up against the monitor after we hit the plus button to go over to that tire. So now we're on the driver's side tire, it's flashing. We're gonna put the sensor up to the bottom. We're gonna again just quickly, quickly hit the code and release it and we'll get a beep. And that beep means that the code has been accepted and you're good to go. So now we have two of the tires, both front tires are coded in and ready to go. After you code all the tires you need to go code in the different positions, then what you wanna do is just push and release the mode button. When you push and release the mode button, it'll bring you to the standby or the operational uh, look on the screen. So you will now see that there are two tires coded in, the front two tires that we just did, one with the cap sensor and one with the flow through sensor. If you made an error and you coded the wrong tire and you wanna move it to a different position, I'm gonna show you how to take that code off of that tire. So again, you're gonna hold the code button down until it beeps and then release it. Now again, you're in the coding mode. So what I'm going to do is that last tire that I coded, I'm gonna say, I don't really want it in that position. I wanna move it. So what I'm gonna do is just make sure that tire is blinking on the screen and then I'm gonna push the set button and hold it down until it beeps. Instead of a code, you'll now see all Fs going across your screen. All Fs means it's an open tire position, it is not coded. So now when I hit the mode button, we'll go back to just one tire coded and the other tire that I just uh, deleted is, is gone. So that is how you delete a tire and you can do that on any tire at any time if you're in the coding mode. So all you have to do again is hit the set button, hold it down until it beeps and release it. You'll see all Fs come across the screen 
and then that code is gone. Next, we're gonna set the tire parameters and it's very easy to do. What you wanna do is you wanna hold the mode button, M-O-D-E button, down until it beeps and then release it. After it beeps, you'll be in that uh, parameter setting mode. The first thing you'll see is PSI. And you're gonna keep pushing and releasing the mode button quickly as we go through each stage of this. So you push mode again, you'll see an F for Fahrenheit. If you do not see an F on the screen and you see a C on the screen, you will push and release the plus button. That will change from Fahrenheit or from Celsius to Fahrenheit or vice versa, depending on what you want. If you're from Canada, you'll probably want the Celsius or the centigrade. So then you'll move on, push the mode button again. The next thing you're gonna see is you're gonna see your front axle blinking. We set all our high and low pressures per axle because normally the tires on an axle are the same. So in that regard, you always set your high pressure alarm 20% above your normal tire pressure and 10% below your normal tire pressure for the low alarm. So in that regard, um, if we have say 100 pounds in the tire, then you would set your high pressure alarm at 120 pounds using the plus or minus buttons. So in this regard, we got 120 now. You hit the mode button, you'll go to the low pressure for that axle. You'll set that in this example to 90. And now we're at 90. So your pressures of course will vary because depending on what your normal pressure is your tire, again, always set it 20% above for the high pressure, 10% below for the low pressure alarm. And if you are going into uh, climates that are warm, warm climates, I sometimes would suggest to set that high pressure to 25% uh, above instead of 20%. That'll give you a little more leeway when you're traveling down the road and your tires get a little bit hotter because you're in those higher temperature ranges. Okay, so after you do that, and you do that with each axle, you just keep hitting the mode button, it'll jump to the next axle, you do the high pressure first, low pressure next, and you keep going until you get to the back. You'll notice that all of the tires are blinking on the trailer section of our monitor. On the trailer section, you could set all the tires at one time because typically on a trailer, all the tires are the same. So you'll set the high pressure at 20% above your normal uh, pressure on those tires, and you'll set the low at 10% below the normal tire pressure on those tires. And once you're done with that, doing the high pressure, doing the low pressure, the last thing you're gonna see is a temperature icon at the bottom, and you'll see 158, which is our default temperature. Typically, you want to leave this at 158. You really don't have to uh, move that. It will go up to 208 if you'd like, but at 208, you probably won't have a tire there because a tire will usually fail between 170 and 200 uh, degrees. So at 158, it's a good early warning system. So leave it at 158 unless you have a special circumstance, and that is the last setup. So in order to save everything, you hit the set button and release it. Just press and release the set button. It is like a save button. It'll save all your parameters and you should be good to go with your monitor. And that is the complete setup of the 507 system.
mount the 507 flow through on the valve stem is very easy. You do not need any tool to mount it. You just put it onto the valve stem and screw it on. Make sure that the little screw, the set screw is out. Screw it on as reasonably tight. And then you could take the wrench, actually put it in to that little set screw and go ahead and turn it and tighten it. Installation of the 507 cap system is quite easy. You take the sensor, you actually put it into the tool that is provided, put it on to the valve stem, and actually screw it in. You'll hear a little hiss just before it hits bottom. And then screw it till it's tight and give it a little extra turn and that'll keep it onto the valve stem. And that's basically it. Then what you're gonna do is you're going to wait for the monitor to read out once you get all of your sensors on. And within 15 minutes or so, you should get a reading on the sensors that you have programmed into the monitor already. So this is what your system should look like after you're done putting in all your sensors, your parameters, and all of the sensors reporting in to the monitor. You'll see that every tire is reporting in with the correct temperature and pressure of that particular tire. I'm now going to show you how to change out your batteries in the 507 cap system. What you do is you take out the three little screws on the base of the sensor. I've already taken two of them out. I'm going to take the third one out and you're going to need a jeweler's screwdriver in order to get the Phillips screws out of the sensor itself. Once you take the three screws out, then uh, you could take the base plate off, you could take the upper housing off, and you'll still see another similar sensor with a cap on it. If you take the wrench that was provided to put the sensor on and off and reverse it like this, then you can use that as leverage to unscrew that inner cap. And once you unscrew the inner cap, you will see that there is the uh, CR1632 battery inside and also a washer that goes around the base of that inside cap. To change the battery, the battery slides out one direction. You slide the battery out and then you can put your new battery in, replace the battery, and basically reverse the whole process. If you need to put a washer in there, an O-ring that goes around this area here, and then you can screw on your cap that will seal it on the inside from any moisture, and you're good for another year to a year and a half. change the battery in the 507 flow-through sensor, it's quite easy. There are two screws where the battery cover is. I've already removed one of the screws. You got to carefully remove both screws and that will actually give you access to the 16, the CR1632 battery underneath the cover plate. And there is the battery. All you have to do is pop it out. Make sure when you put it back in, you have the plus side up just the way it came out, put the cover back on, and put the screws back in. And that's it.
We'll continue with some TPMS 507 tips in a moment. Want to replace your halogen or fluorescent lights with cool, energy-efficient LEDs? Then check out www.ledrvlighting.com. They specialize in interior LED RV lighting. With low prices, a good selection, and fast delivery, you can't beat them. You can even get LED tubes that directly replace your fluorescent lights, quick and easy. Go to www.ledrvlighting.com, your best source for RV LED lights. I'd like to give you a few tips on the 507 system and one of them is about uh, valve extensions. Uh, they have the braided extensions and solid extensions. Uh, some of the braided extensions are what they call airless extensions. You do not want to use airless extensions with our system because there is not a constant volume of air in that extension and so it will not hit our sensor and activate it. Our sensors have a pressure switch in them and need air to activate the sensor. So if you do have an airless extension, you can actually work around that issue by getting a flow-through system, putting the actual sensor on the valve stem that's sticking out of your wheel, and then the extension goes on the end of our uh, sensor. And then you can bring that out and mount it onto your hub. So that is one way that you can get around the airless extension, but typically you want to have normal extensions. On the 507 flow-through sensor, like I have in my hand, there is a little screw going into a brass piece. The brass piece is what screws onto your valve stem. There are two holes in that brass piece. You do not have to put a screw in each of those holes. Um, there are two holes because sometimes when you're screwing on the uh, flow-through sensor, you won't be able to get to one of the screw holes with the Allen screw and the Allen wrench. So what you have to do then is take it out of that particular hole, put it in the other hole, and then when you tighten it on, you'll be able to reach it with the Allen wrench. So that's why there's two holes. You do not have to put screws in each of those holes. That's why we typically provide you with one screw per sensor, and then we give you some extra screws in a little bag. Also within the kits, there are stickers, <clears throat> and they're labeled 1 through 14, and then there's also a section that has T1, T2, etc., etc. The T is normally the trailer, and the other is normally the vehicle that's towing the trailer. So, please use these stickers to put them on the top of each of the sensors so that you can identify where that sensor position goes. And you'd want to write those down in your manual so you know that number one is on your right front, number two is on your left front, et cetera, et cetera. And also with the trailer, it makes it a lot easier if you take the sensors off and store them and then you want to put it back on, you'll have them all marked and you'll be able to know exactly what tire position those sensors go to. If your monitor begins to beep as you're driving down the road, then you are out of the parameters you set for either the high pressure, the low pressure, or the temperature on your system. I would suggest that you pull over, check your tires, and find out what the issue is. For the 507 system, we also have a repeater. What the repeater does is it strengthens the signal from the sensors forward to the monitor, so you'll get a stronger signal and a more reliable signal. 
If you have something that's over 36 foot in length, we recommend a repeater. We also recommend a repeater for most fifth wheels and if you have an Airstream trailer, because of all the metal, a repeater is essential. Another tip for the 507 cap sensor, if you need to have a smaller diameter sensor for any reason, say you're putting it on a motorcycle for example, there are three screws at the bottom that you can take out of this cap sensor. It will separate the bottom of the cap from the top of the cap. Inside you will then see another complete cap that is actually sealed. This outer cap is just for the anti-theft device, so you will lose the ability to have the anti-theft device, but it will actually decrease the diameter of this sensor quite a bit. And you could actually take that off and run these without the outer cap, just the inner cap. So that's another uh, thought if you need to have it in a tighter space. When you're putting the sensors onto your valve stem, how tight do you put them on? Do you crank them down? Do you leave them a little bit loose? Well, the best thing to do is to actually put them on hand tight and then make sure they're snug. Give them a little extra twist to make sure they're snug on that valve stem. And because they do have a gasket in here, that rubber gasket will push against the, the top lip of the valve stem and it'll hold it in place. You don't have to turn these on really tight because that could ruin the sensor. From all of us here at TST, Truck System Technologies, we hope you enjoyed this video and it helped you to set up your 507 system. If you need additional information, you can give us a call at 770-889-9102 or go to our website at www.tsttruck.com. That's T-S-T-T-R-U-C-K dot com.